The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the author and any content provided by the hosts or the guests of this podcast are based on their own opinions and upon information that they consider accurate or reliable. It should not be relied upon as such. The content should be only considered for entertainment purposes only. Thanks. Get your smoke on, I'll get your chill on, let's get these conversations on, crawling on moms, and anybody who's living life, the Pop Moms Podcast is here, talking all things cannabis, with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint, infused with a bit of that, a bit of this, it's all part of the experience of life, thanks for tuning in, you ready to begin, and welcome to the PMP, Pop Moms Podcast. Welcome to the Pop Moms Podcast. Yay. I'm your host, Kate. Hi, I'm Eunice. And we are here today with Sharon of Forty Goods. And Hi. we're super excited to speak with her today um, and learn a little bit more about her really dope furniture that she created that not only makes your adult home nice. And it also saves your stash from your kids. Uh, so let's kind of learn a little bit more about Sharon. Sharon, tell us about yourself. Sure. So um, I am a mom and a wife uh, and an entrepreneur. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. And although I lived for a little while outside of the state in California, um, I came back to go to, to settle down and go to college and um, went to school for interior design, had a business, did some consulting work for a while, and um, then kind of segued into retail interiors and then into product design. And from there, um, I had some, um, well, while I was at the retailer, I had my daughter, and started realizing that kids get into everything, no matter how, like, how you hide things, they will find it. And um, it led me to start kind of looking for a lockable furniture solution that I could have in my home for various things, cannabis being one of them. And, um, you know, kind of got to work developing it. Uh, You know, what's funny is, so when I was a kid, my mom... Uh, bless her heart, would pre-wrap all of our uh, Christmas presents as soon as she got them, which was smart, you know? I mean, like, I'm a nosy kid, and I found a way where I would slit the tape and then retape it. I mean, like, it was, like, outrageous. Like, looking back on it and, like, now having kids, I'm, like, I'm horrified. And so I totally resonate with what you're saying just about, like, they'll find it. Like, even if like, you're like, oh no, it's in this spot. They'll never look like, no, they're looking. And like, you're going to never looked for Christmas toys. Well, you must have been content in what you were receiving. (laughs) No, I just, I think I, I think, I don't know if it was definitely not because I was wanted everything, but it was, I think it's more like, I just didn't think my parents would like prep anything. Like, I just don't know why every year I was so sure that they didn't, they waited until the last minute to get me anything. And like, you know, like they got me like they got us like the Cabbage Patch Kids when that the you know, like that craziness was happening, and I was like, "How did you guys get these?" You know, and they're like, "We got them like months ago or whatever." And when they came out, and I was like, 
you knew like to do that? Like, and my parents are like, do you think we're idiots? I'm like, well, <laughs> so tell us, tell us this story. So did your daughter, so you, tell us a story about your daughter. Yeah. So, um, when I realized it was a problem, I had, I don't remember where my husband was at the time, but it was, my daughter and I were home and, um, she was coloring at our kind of kitchen, um, like our kitchen table. And I was like, I'm just going to run downstairs. She was maybe like two and a half, three at the time. And I'm like, I'm just going to run downstairs and I'm going to change the laundry, stay where you are, keep coloring. I'll be right back. And she was like, okay, mama. And I ran downstairs, like literally, you know, it was like I was on a game show, like whipping stuff out of the washing machine, throwing it into the dryer, slam it shut, run back upstairs. And, um, you know, the way our house is set up, the stairs kind of like lead, when you get up to the top of the stairs, you can see right where our, um, our coffee bar is. And my daughter had pushed one of our bar stools up to the coffee bar and had climbed up onto the counter and was standing like literally on a sliver of countertop that was maybe like, you know, eight to 10 inches deep. And she had pulled open one of the upper cabinets, had her hand in a cup and was eating Mike and Ike's like out of the box, like by the fistful. And that's where my husband like keeps all of like the Mm -hmm. fruity candy so that, you know, she doesn't help herself to it. And I was like, I I was like, I remember like running to her, like she's going to fall down and crack her head open. And then my second thought, once I knew she was safe was, oh my God, she watches everything. She knows where everything is. Like we, thank God it was just, you know, regular Mike and Ike's and not, you know, anything that contained, you know, weed, weed or or, prescription. Yeah. No, or or anything like that. Like it was terrifying. And I was like, all right, it's time to start locking stuff up. I know. I hate that. I hate those little like well, no, I, but, I appreciate those narrow misses that make yes. us realize things like this. I also hate them because I'm like another thing. But it's I also know. like she has obviously done it before because she knew exactly <laughs> how to do it yes. and exactly how much time she would have had. She just got yes. too caught up in eating it. So like that's the other thing is like how many things have you done? Like my kid told me straight up like, you know, a few months ago, he's like, mommy, you really are not good at hiding things. And I was like, what, what does that mean? And he was like, I find everything. And I was like, what does that mean? You know? And he's like, and they just like walked away. And I was like, but, but really come back here. What does that mean? What have you found that I don't know you have found yet? But he's right. I'm really bad at hiding things. I don't. We trust <laughs> him too much. In my mind, it's like, if it's out of my mind, then I, I've hidden it, but it's not actually hidden. <laughs> Well, and two, it's like, you just don't think that they're like paying attention. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, oh, they're not paying attention. They're engrossed in coloring or doing whatever. Like it would have, like, I just would have never thought that it would have popped into her head that it was like this like crime of opportunity of like, you know, climbing up on the counter the moment that, and I didn't even hear like, you know, she's at the time she's like as tall as a bar stool. So I'm like, how did you even pick that up where I just didn't hear it? Like, practice, mommy. I've been practicing, mama. Yeah. <laughs> little fucking like, ninjas. Yeah. yeah, I know. She's like a three-year-old, you know, stealthy ninja that's like pushing this thing over. And yeah, I was none the wiser until I got to the top of the stairs and nearly had a heart attack. And that turned into the future of your company, which is like yeah. amazing. So you immediately <laughs> yeah. decided 
quit my day job. There's such a need for this product. Like tell us kind of, you know, how, how you went about designing it and some things that you took into consideration. I mean, like so much of our lives are controlled by apps at this point. The locks are partially also controlled via an app, which is like insane. So just kind of tell us, you know, tell us about the thoughts that went into like, first off, like making furniture that's like cannabis friendly. Like I just, I remember those like what were they? They were like octagons and like they had those little things that opened up. I was always joking that like I wanted those to be my stash ones because you could hold your bongs like upright like by opening them. So that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I I mean, it was like there's so many, there's so many options in terms of like lockable stash stuff. You know, like you can have like little backpacks bags pouches there's like hard-sided cases there's all these things but it's like it's just for your thc products like when it comes to your you know your vape batteries your you know your rigs your bongs your pipes like all of that stuff it's like where do you put it you know i um I stopped smoking out of a bong when my daughter was born because it's like who has time when you have you know an infant or a newborn to you know roll a joint or or smoke smoke a bowl out of a bong like it's just it's not convenient anymore so I've completely switched over to edibles and um and vapes um which is fine for now um not my preferred method of consumption but it it gets the job done let's also sorry to interrupt you're in a non-legal state so that's why it's less Mm -hmm. accessible because I was like oh go buy pre-rolls but I was like oh yeah you're in a non-legal state okay so just want to clarify for our listeners yes yeah finding weed after you have a baby you're totally right it's so weird Yes. If you don't keep in touch with your old person, like, yeah. And if they are not in jail or, you know, decided to get out of the game too. And here's the other thing, you know, I'm super conscientious about what I'm putting in my body. And so, um, you know, there, you don't really have, when you're like working with the legacy market, it's like, you don't really have the same, you know, I would never buy a vape on the black market in Wisconsin. Like there were two guys that were busted, you know, in the Southern part of the state for putting that E that vitamin E oil in and like literally killing people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would never, everything that I buy is legal. It's just not legal in my state. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's having a place to kind of put everything to kind of, you know, organize everything. And, you know, so it's not at like the back of a closet or, you know, I feel like a squirrel where I'm like, oh, I'm going to hide this in here and I'm going to hide this over here. And then, and then you've got mom brain. So you can't remember. Yeah, you forget about it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know what, I'm, I'm an adult woman with a family and I'm, you know, I'm an interior designer and a, and a furniture designer. Like I can come up with a better solution for people like me who want a place to wrangle all their stuff and, you know, and keep it secure so that their kids aren't getting into it. And, you know, she's only going to get older. We're only leveling up in the, in the video game that is, you know, childhood. It only gets harder and faster paced and, you know, more difficult. So I'm like, I would rather have something that I can feel comfortable about having this in the, in the home, um, and not having her, you know, get into it or her friends get into it as she gets older. I've heard so many horror stories about like friends who have, you know, teenage, uh, children when they have all of their girlfriends come over for a sleepover 
it's like the mom, you know, my friend is like, I have to like gather up all of our prescription drugs and like put them in a, in a lockbox. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like teenagers, they're just looking for, <laughs> for like a cheap high and you don't want that happening in your house. So there's tons of uses. So even though we were, it was developed, like our line was developed to, um, you know, specifically for cannabis, there's tons of other uses. Um, and, you know, first and foremost, it needed to be something that people would want in their homes, regardless of the locking feature. Yeah, your you know, stu- your designs, like, aside from that, are beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. We worked hard on that, for sure, to get that, you know, exactly right. And, you know, then we wanted to have a number of solutions for people. So not everybody's going to have room for or want a big entertainer in their home. So we have coffee tables and side tables. Side tables can also be used for um, as nightstands. Um, you know, accent tables. So we really wanted like a good balance of different styles that would work for people, different um, sizes. And then um, last, we wanted it to be something that would grow with people. So, you know, now we're all young and relatively healthy and, you know, we might be using good looking, well rested. (laughs) Yeah. The list goes on. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, But, uh, you know, relatively healthy now but you know who knows as we get older my mom has parkinson's she has um, a tremor in her dominant hand and so you know i've seen certain things where it's like you know we're on a we're on a things like being on a facetime call and it's like mom you got to use your other hand or prop it up or do something else because i'm getting (laughs) getting motion sick um but, you know, her being able to, like, she can still use her phone. Um, you know, we ended up getting her a car that has, you know, a push start and, you know, more um, adaptive controls in it. But it's like, you know, as people are aging and I'm, as I'm witnessing my parents and my and my in-laws aging, you know, the ability to, you know, grab onto a key and, you know, put it into a tiny little lock and twist and turn and, you know, all those human factors, like it started to feel like that wasn't like the best solution for us. Well, and let alone um, losing it, like keeping track of that stuff. And like, cause exactly. I mean, I've had locking furniture items before, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like you lose that key and you're totally yeah. SOL. So like yeah. this has a component of like longevity too, because you don't have to totally like get rid of or lose the function, or you know, or the code or right. whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it works like it's, it's, it's a digital key, which is stored within your app. You can, um, you can allow other people in your home, your significant other, a friend who's staying with you. Um, you know, whoever you want it to be, can you can give them access to the app and give them access to your furniture. Um, you can revoke it. Um, there's, you know, it's it's secure. You have the ability to, you know, if your phone is locked or if you, you know, log out of the app, it requires, a, you know, your password to get into it um, and sort of authenticate it. And then it basically, you know, you can lock and unlock your furniture either at the um at the whole furniture level so like you have the ability to just you know unlock all the locks at once or you can drill down and open and close certain you know certain locks that you have within the furniture and all of our pieces come with at least one lock but some of our bigger entertainers have two and the other thing that we wanted to do is we want to make it expandable. So, you know, you might have more things that you want to add into it or you might want to lock one of the doors in it. Um, you might decide that you want to start, you know, keeping alcohol in it and you don't want your teenage kids, you know, to get out into it. So maybe you decide to lock, you know, one of the, you know, other parts of it and um, you can just 
buy an additional lock online. We'll send it out to you. And all the holes are pre-drilled, so you don't have to do any math. Um, you just basically locate everything with the screws that we have and put it in and, you know, plug it into the, to the controller and it's ready to go. That's so cool. I just, I remember that too. It's like, it's funny. You go from like not wanting your kids to get into your stuff, like, like your weed. Or, I mean, I remember at one point when I was finally of age, my parents asked me to make them a drink with this bottle that I had been dipping into all high school. And I was just like, I'm going to do you a favor and just buy you a new one. You can put that down. Like you, it is going to take that whole bottle for you to feel a slight buzz. Like it's been watered down too many times. So, and then it turns into like, actually, I don't want you to steal my shit because like you you can like I definitely think that my kids will eventually try to take our weed for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm like, hey, you can find your own, pal. Like you can do yeah, it once exactly. you turn 21. Like you can go through the hardships that you know we all had to go through to try to find exactly. things. Like, exactly. but you're not getting it from me. But I think it's exactly. Uh, but I think it's funny just because my parents were like really fun, like about alcohol and stuff. Like if we're if you're home, you can drink. We don't care. Like so it was always accessible. So I didn't care to partake in it as much because I it wasn't like oh we're sneaking drinks but I was like yeah my mom gives me drinks all the time I mean like I don't know if I should say that <laughs> but like but like, when I turned 16 she was like oh yay now you can go to the liquor store and get me alcohol I was like no she's like what are you talking about I was like the age is 21 she's like what a stupid rule and I was like yeah I agree mom and she's like you know I was like this is not Europe like this is you know and even though so Eunice grew up in Indiana but I mean like same with Milwaukee it's always so funny like you know being and growing up there and seeing like what normal looks like I mean like I went to the bars with my parents like because they'd be in softball leagues and then you'd go to the bar with them after and like out here like it's just like there are specific areas where like you can't even bring your kids by the bar in some of the places so I'm like oh wow this is totally different when I was on maternity leave I went to I came back to have lunch with stuff like with like a couple of my teammates and so we went to like this place on campus it's basically like red robin for adults so um I didn't think anything of it I had the baby like strapped to me in the little carrier thing and they're like you can't bring the baby in here I was like he's attached to my body like (laughs) yes I can like I can't like not bring him in here what am I gonna do put him outside we're not in the midwest anymore (laughs) I was like yet you'll let these dogs sit at a table like are you kidding me (laughs) yeah no it is it's crazy I mean I can remember being like a young kid in a bar and you know seeing my friends like seeing friends in a bar like when you were yeah. you, <laughs> you play know, with your friends <laughs> right like oh my god pickled eggs delicious I still make them to this day I mean those are like oh my god and if you went to a bar where they had bar snacks like oh mom and yeah. dad pull up fine and they didn't do that that's painting a really horrible picture they totally like didn't but I'm like yeah like I love these places well like my my mom grew up where like well in so we're Korean but my mom grew up she's like when I was younger I'd run down to the corner mark like and pick up like soju for my grandfather like and she's like and they never asked me anything so she was like she was really upset that she's like I have to wait till you're 16 here fine and then she's like wait you mean it's not 16 it's 21 she's like you're so useless to me I'm like I know I'm sorry I can't buy you alcohol (laughs) that's amazing yeah I mean Wisconsin still has a very you know it's still, I mean, I hear more and more now, like you can actually go to a bar now and find mocktails where, um, you know, they just didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Wisconsin is such a hard drinking state that, um, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to me. And when I tell people I don't drink, uh, I quit drinking two years ago while I was raising money for my, um, 
for my company sort of, you know, on a lark, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol until I raise, um, funds. And part of that was because I was meeting with a lot of people one-on-one and there were some instances where, you know, these male investors would be like, let's meet for drinks. And I was like, not comfortable with that. Oh, I know. Um, I hate yeah, that. I got, Sorry. I got some stories. The implications. But, um, <laughs> exactly. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't drink. I'm not drinking until, you know, I raise the money. And there were many gross comments you know, comments that I got from people like, well, let's do the deal now. And I was like, ugh, gross. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I gave it up two years ago and I thought once I raised the money that I would, you know, drink a bottle of champagne and have the pain to end the pain of, you know, raising, raising money. And I had one glass of champagne and I turned like bright red. I felt like the room had gone up 20 degrees and I got an instant headache and I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm not doing it anymore. And it was good champagne. Like alcohol's never really agreed with me. And I definitely got alcohol out of my system in my twenties. Me too. Uh, mm. So I don't really miss it. No, me neither. And I, that's why I love hearing like just about the accessibility and like letting parents feel like they have control over their consumption by being able to like showcase it in a drawer. I mean like mine and like, Again, it's legal here. Mine is like in that stupid cabinet above your refrigerator that yes. like does nothing. You know what I mean? But it's like disgusting. I have all of the bags that like the pre-rolls came. There's my Wisconsin, all the bags yeah. <laughs> that my, that my you know, pre-rolls or that, you know, my stuff come in and then I just throw it up there. Like it's so gross. So I love the idea of like really like part of, you know, the, the destigmatization and, and having it be norm, norm core to go ahead and, you know, see these things in our furniture. And I love that you even took like the attention to detail one step further and made them like smell not I don't know if it's smell proof but like smell less yeah odor resistant (laughs) you know like tone it down (laughs) for sure yeah we use um replaceable carbon filters and so we send out two of them with every piece of furniture so that should last you for at least a year if not longer depending on how big your stash is um and uh yeah, I mean, we just, it's like, you don't necessarily want your, I mean, I love the smell of it, but you don't necessarily want it in your house all the time. Um, it can provoke so, questions that you just kind of yeah. like, you know, especially if you don't know, because here it's a little bit easier because it's legal. So, right. But like, yes. you know, someone comes into your house or, you know, you have, yeah, I totally feel that mm-hmm. having, it's kind of like you kind of just get to disclose your cannabis use on your own terms, which I think is exactly. very it feels very comforting, you know, to a lot of parents. This is all exactly. stuff too. Like I appreciate this conversation so much because it's all stuff I haven't like thought about yet. My, you know, cause my son's four, my stash sits on the counter in his, oh in his bathroom. Like, I mean, it's, it's, in it's like, in like a, it's like in a caboodle though. No, like picture, like, <laughs> but, but it's also, but then I have like my flower are in like, you know, Mason jars or whatever. And they're all over the container. Like he sees it. He sees my vape all the time. Like he, and like, I don't think about like, cause in my head he's like, oh, he's only four, you know, but yeah. you know, you're in denial. You're in denial. He's getting older. I'm also in denial. <laughs> getting older, cause that means I'm getting older. But right. like, yeah. it, like the other day he said something cause like it, you know, so inevitably like there, something in my house always smells like weed and it's usually me. But he said something like, oh, he's like, ew, that smells like, what do you say? It's like camel poo poo or something like that. And I was like, that's very specific. 
number one but number two like oh okay so now you're making comments about what it smells like yep he gets it you need to get one of these amazing 40 pieces I know. <laughs> well and two we also wanted to like you know you mentioned the caboodle you know we wanted to have some other options for people to like organize their stuff like i am a touch bit ocd for real mm-hmm. and um you know i like having everything in its place and so, you know, having accessories to be able to kind of like outfit what you want to keep in your drawer, to keep it organized. Like I'm, I'm the big nerd that will like, oh, my, my, all my different vape cartridges. I was so sick of like having to like throw them away because, you know, one of them fell over. I was like literally trying to balance them all up like little soldiers in my mm-hmm. cabinet <laughs> and they kept falling over. So like the vape block was like the first accessory that we did. And I was, and that was like for me, because I was like, this is annoying. No, that's so great. And I would use it too. <laughs> I'm the same one. <laughs> I'm like the big nerd that constantly is like pulling out my label maker and I'm like, what's this strain? I'm going to label my strains <laughs> for my, uh, for my vape cartridges. And so, you know, there's, there's definitely plans to add more like inventory, so to speak to the app so that you can like also keep track of, you know, what you have in your stash, where you bought it. Um, especially if you're not, I mean, for you guys, it's a little bit easier because, you know, you hit up, you know, the same dispensaries in your area where, you know, you have access to quality legal weed and for, you know, for the rest of us who don't have access to, um, legal weed in our States, you know, it's basically like you're kind of hitting up a dispensary, like, you know, it doesn't really, I never know. You get the mystery bag. There's no labels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Look at my, um. My girlfriend's in the business, um, so in a non-legal state, but she's like, you know, like I just have to take the word of my distributor that this is um, yeah. what it is. You know, she's like, everything comes in without labels. So she'll label stuff when she resells it. But like, yeah, it's like, it's like but like to your point too, I have like three separate containers and then I've got two that are just open where I like, where I pull from like my daily, this is what I'm going to, my allotment for the day or whatever. But my other containers are different grades of like freshness basically. And I rotate through my weed that was, I'm like very OCD about how I keep my cannabis supplies. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, if you're going to spend the time to make sure that you're getting, you know, sun grown, you know, like if you're going to get the good, the good, good, then, you know, you want to make sure that you're taking care of it and that it's going to last for as, as long as you can keep it in the house. Totally. <laughs> and that's kind of a great segue. Like, tell us a little bit more. Like, when did you start smoking? Uh, like, what was your first time like? So, I mean, I don't really, like, recommend people trying it in their teens. I do think that there is something to be said for waiting until your brain has sort of leveled out in your early 20s. So I am in favor of, you know, the 21 an up age limit, but I did start, I'm a hypocrite. I did start in high school. I found it in high school, um, probably sophomore year. I know it was before I was driving, um, because I got, uh, busted by my parents for, um, (laughs) getting high in our minivan when, um, when I had my learner's permit. So I was not the most, um, you know, I, don't do what I did, kids, if anyone's listening to this. Oh, like, trust me. We're queens of that, too. Like, I mean, us, too. It's the same thing. It's in the Midwestern upbringing. Do you got to rebel. Like, you got to rebel a little bit. 
There's nothing well, else to do. <laughs> you know, there just there wasn't there's just not that much else to do when mm-hmm. you're like, you know, the internet was not like our entertainment, our you know, our digital entertainment would have been like mixtapes on sale <laughs> or yeah, mixtapes. Like there was no, there's no, there was no gaming, there was no social media, there was no, no, you know, there just wasn't any of that. You didn't even have cell phones. Like you had to call somebody and make a plan and then like hope that they showed up. So. I mean, it's just a totally different time. There's more things to do. There's more ways to connect with people. And I think, you know, when I was growing up, it was a lot of, you know, let's get together and smoke <laughs> weed. Have a bonfire. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Exactly. That's so funny. Field. Takes me back. <laughs> so we talked about how hard it is, like when you're a parent and how like your, your cannabis use, it, it kind of inevitably changes whether or not you like mean it to or not, whether it's because you can't have access to it or to your point, like my issue isn't necessarily like readying like a, a pipe or anything. It's cleaning it for whatever reason, maybe because I have to clean so many other things like I will always I'm like grossed out like I right now I couldn't even like take a video to post on social media if I wanted to because it's so abhorrently disgusting and like like I find it very um, cathartic to do and I do it like when I've got like five and watching like garbage tv and I'll just like sit there like so I also like picking people's ears and stuff. Oh my God. Okay. I don't even want to keep going. I don't want to keep going down that route. So what is your favorite way to consume now? Um, I mean, my favorite way is sort of a combination of, um, edibles, usually gummies because they last longer and, um, and vaping. Um, those are my kind of two favorites right now, but I do have a dry herb, um, vaporizer, a really nice one that I can also dab out of. Um, and I just haven't, you know, I do go to, so like wherever I'm going to a dispensary to purchase, like I do personally go there and like, and get it myself. So I don't really have to like take anyone's word. The problem is, is that, you know, you can, I can drive somewhere. I can either drive to Illinois or if I'm, you know, in Colorado or California for a trip, um, you know, I can find something there, but it's like, you never know what's going to be available. And, um, you know, there've been a couple of times where I've been looking for concentrates to put into my, um, my vaporizer and there just hasn't been really anything that I've been, you know, it's been stuff that's either felt like it was a lower quality or, you know, I try to stay away from, you know, the, the solvent stuff. Um, so, you know, it's just like, it's hit or miss, but, you know, right now it's basically vaping and, and edibles. I dig that. And I think like, it is really cool. Like you, just cause you mentioned the, you know, non-solvent or solventless, you know, being, being a goal there too. I do like that as the cannabis industry does expand, like we do have access to like products like that. Like yes. the biggest thing, like we recently did an interview with um, a company here called uh, Constellation Cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're super awesome. And mm-hmm. the way that they, you know, make the weed, it's just, it's funny now that we can be in a place where we're like, no, like I'd really prefer it not to have like all of that gross stuff in it. Or yes, like organic exactly. weed now. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we grow it in our yard. You know what I mean? So like my, I mean, the attention to detail that my husband takes on the soil. I mean, like, it's yes. just, it's the same thing because like you do want to know what's going into your body and especially like because cannabis isn't legal and because we don't have a ton of studies on what it does to you you want to at least eliminate the shit that you know like outright is yes. bad for you and you like consume exactly. it in so many different forms like 
every form that you can. So you want to make sure that if you're going to eat, like if you're going to consume it in every way possible through every orf orifice, basically, that it's like clean, you know? So yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I feel for like, I feel for you because you have to put in extra effort to go find that. And then you're so like, basically you are so dependent on whatever the supply that has come in or what's exactly seasonal. Exactly. And like, and here's the other thing, you know, like it's different in different States. And so I, because we don't have, you know, legal access, I've got to, you know, find it in different places legally, but um, you know, like the pricing is so different and the quality is so different. Like I don't love the Illinois market. Oh my God. Taxes, it's so bad. The taxes in Illinois are ridiculous. Like ridiculous. more than the cost of the product itself. And a half gram cartridge is $70. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh and God. more than half of that is just tax. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and here's the other thing the quality isn't as great. Totally. And, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, like I'll notice that it's ambering much quicker. I'll notice that it's, you know, that they're, they're getting clogged much quicker, you know, like there's some of them that, you know, you read on the dispensary menu and it's like, Oh, this is solventless. And you get there and you see the packaging, you've purchased it and you're looking at it. And it's like, it says right on the package that it's, you know, got butane, you know, it's a butane solvent. And you're like, come on. Like, it's just totally, it feels like, you know, it's, it's what I have access to, but it's certainly not, um, it's certainly not ideal. No. And I mean, cheers to, you know, the eventual, I think we're headed in the right direction. I think it would be so much easier if we could just legalize it at a federal level so we can start having oh, like sure. parameters and testing and all of that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that happens, but. And, and legal access to, you know, banking. I right. Mean, who ever thought that a furniture company in Wisconsin was going to get kicked off of payment processing not once but twice? Not me. Um, you know, I have to use the same payment processing that people who are selling CBD are. Which is I mean, that's crazy, crazy because you me. don't actually have any hemp no. products in your and, products. And I, I mean, I literally at like one of the low points, I remember like begging they they shut my site down um they shut down our payment processing two days before black friday oh my god and um we because it was like the holiday season and um you know we just and then there was like if you can remember back all of the craziness surrounding like not knowing who our president was like it was like the world was sort of crazy and covid and um you know it just got to a point where uh, I couldn't get anybody to like return my phone calls for, you know, getting set up with a new payment processor. We didn't get a new payment processor until January 6th. Oh my God. January 6th. It's all holiday. <laughs> so, so in the morning it was like, Hey, we've got, you know, your payment processing is turned on. And then at lunch, I'm like watching people attacking the Capitol. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> well, and that's I, kind of a, a perfect segue, like into just some of the things that like, being a business that interacts oh. with cannabis in a state where it isn't recreation or medicinally legal, like yeah. some of the stipulations that you face that just, you have to work six to seven times harder than, you know, anyone and it, else. And again, it's crazy because your product does not have hemp or anything hemp in it. It's no. just because you're using or you're marketing it as a cannabis yes. friendly product. That feels not, I mean, that, that doesn't that, feel right. It's you're using a term. Yeah. If yes. you took that out of the marketing, nobody would say anything about no. it. 
No, and that's what they've literally told me. They're like, redo your entire website, change all of your descriptions, and we'll accept your product, and we'll accept everything. And I'm like... But then but it's it, not your product, because that's not what you made it for. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's not what I made it for. And so, you know, I've stuck by it, because this is, you know, what I'm doing, but it certainly has not been the easy road to take. It would be much easier to, you know, strip everything out of it, cannabis related, call it, you know, something else. And then, you know, be able to advertise. Like right now I can't even advertise our product, right. which is insane to me. Same. I mean, it's I got, so I got shadow banned on TikTok immediately. So I got, I said, <laughs> I guess this isn't for me. Um, I mean, I just got from our, uh, our constellation, uh, the one that I put on YouTube, I got, you know, the, well, this isn't a black mark against your account, but you know, the I'm just like, yeah. but it is, it is. And that's yeah. so unfair. Fair. Like I'm yes. in a legal state. I'm of a legal age. I'm of a legal consent. Like yes. there's no reason. And I market yeah. as adult content, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, mostly cause I talk like a sailor, but I mean, I know it totally, it's hard. And so kudos to you for sticking to it. Like that's the type of shit that I love to see in cannabis is like, no, we're not going to let like, because you, you know, someone isn't comfortable with it or someone wants to see it a different way. Like, no, we're not backing down because this is how the change happens. But even outside of like cannabis, like it's, it's the system that it's so incredibly flawed because if it was like, even if you said it was like to lock alcohol up, nobody would say anything either. And that's still just as like. And here's the other thing we had, you know, we had some trolls in the beginning who were like, why would you make an entire piece of furniture for cannabis? Like, are you promoting drug abuse, you know, like drug use, drug Uh, abuse? There are sellers called wine sellers. Why are you not calling, (laughs) why are you not calling like West Elm or, or, you know, um, Crate and Barrel and being like, why do you have whole pieces of furniture for alcohol? Are you promoting alcoholism? Like, no, nobody would ever do that because nobody gives a second thought to, you know, a bar cart or a liquor cabinet. No one. A wine yet, cellar you know, is like an added feature in a exactly, home. You know, like you're exactly. like, ooh, it comes with a wine cellar. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> or like a humidor. Like people put humidors mm-hmm. in their homes for cigars. And it's like, there are zero, zero benefits, like health benefits to alcohol and tobacco. Mm-hmm. Yep. Zero. There are like there are studied and demonstrated health benefits to cannabis and people like still lose their mind over it. Like there's still, we've come so far, but we still have so far to go. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think it's a little bit different, like where you guys are, but like being in the Midwest still and being in a prohibition state, like it is still like, you know, we just had one of our state representatives were like, I'm not, you know, our, our, um, Governor Evers put it in the budget for 2021, 2022 to have legal weed. And they're like, you know, we're, you know, he's like, we're not doing this because we're worried about like all the manufacturing in the state. We don't want people coming to work stoned. And it's like, Jesus you know, they, you're like, uh, they already are, or but they're already <laughs> drunk or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I and here's the other thing. People aren't coming to work on prescription painkillers when there there's basically studies that have said that in states that have legalized cannabis recreationally, mm-hmm. you know, the um, what is that? The workers comps claims go down mm-hmm. in in those areas because people aren't relying on, you know, drugs that have a longer half life where they still might be under the influence when they show up at work to manage chronic pain. Um, you know, we already know people who use cannabis already know that using cannabis, using weed for chronic pain is better for you than pharmaceuticals and, and gives you more, um, relief. 
And, you know, it's just like, it's things like that where they're just so blatantly, you know, uninformed about yeah. things that they're legislating on. It's like, come on. You know, you're not even going to do the bare minimum to like look into this. You're just going to be like a blanket. No, that's like Why? so Wisconsin though. That's like, it is. that's one thing I struggle with leaving and coming back. Cause like, I don't hide, like that was the big thing. And I honestly credit my husband for it is like, you know, my parents, when we come back, like they're now, they get it. You know what I mean? Like this is a part of like how we manage our sanity. This is a part of how we manage. Like, I mean, we're both very active. This is how we manage our recovery. Like we use it for a lot of different things. And like, you know, before it's like, I mean, my mom still, and God, I I say this so many times. So like, sorry for people who listen very regularly, but like, she was like, Oh, well, I I was worried about you doing the podcast. She still hasn't listened to it because she doesn't (laughs) want me to not get a job in the future because of this and I was like mom why would I want to work for someone who wouldn't accept this or like yeah. celebrate this or at least just approve of it or look the other fucking way yeah like exactly. so I you know I get that and it totally was that's it's hard about Wisconsin is like leaving when you leave it it's so or yeah. like when you know through your your travels and through you know networking in other states where it is legal like it's just such a different mindset about it that like whenever I'm just like oh my god like that's the only thing I don't like about going back to Wisconsin is I'm like oh this again but it's really funny because all of my old relatives now are like hey I know you're gonna be coming home this summer can you uh pick me up some of that so now I'm like I'm like my family is like I swear to god everyone's like every single one is like oh and I appreciate it because like not only do I feel great that they feel comfortable having this conversation with me because in some cases it's like aunts or you know like cousins or whatever and it's like good you should feel like you can talk to me about this and I'm happy that you want to learn more and find something other than what you've been using like I mean I literally got a text message from my sweet sweet aunt while we were on here saying like hey you know the next time you have this like please let me know you know so it's like I love that I'm so happy that my family is so open to it I'm so happy that like that just kind of hopefully seeds change um you know in the generation before us and the generation after us on on changing that stigma yeah, yeah, for sure. And speaking of stigmas, mm-hmm. we have prepared, I don't know if you're familiar, it's the strain name game uh-huh. where we choose two different things that are related to somehow the person that we're speaking with. And you have to say which one is, I mean, you can choose either, like which one is related to furniture or which one is, is a cannabis strain. So okay. would you like to play? Sure. Yes. Okay, here is the strain name game starring Sharon of 40 Goods. And thank you on behalf of all cannabis smokers for making beautiful furniture for us to safely store our product. (laughs) So we're going to read you two different names. Um, And so it's either furniture or like a furniture style, something related to furniture, one of them. And then the other one is going to be a cannabis strain. So you can say if you think one is a cannabis strain that you're familiar with, or if you think one is related to furniture, you can call it out however you'd like it. Um, We've got five and a five and a tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Which I guess isn't a tiebreaker to have five. No, we have five. No, we have six. We have seven. Okay. We've got a couple of them. So we'll go through. Okay. 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 Ready? Round one. Strain name game featuring furniture related names. (laughs) And Eunice worked really hard on this because it turns out furniture is not mentioned a ton in cannabis. (laughs) Yes. I was like, well, I don't think that this is going to be that 
easy to, or it's going to be really easy for her to know the answer because like, you know. Good. Um, so, okay. Round one. It, you have the choice between Balmoral and Cassoni. Or Cassoni. Oh, you said that's Cassone. right. You even looked up. I looked up and how to pronounce it. The pronunciation for a lot of these <laughs> on both sides of it because some of these strains, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cassoni is the furniture. Yes, it's totally. <laughs> it is a chest. Yay. <laughs> okay. Yay. Okay, round two. Um, is it Ver- Vargueño or Mazar? Mazar is the furniture. Ooh, it's a strain. Ooh, Mazar is an Ooh. indica strain. Uh, Varguenio is a type of cabinet. <laughs> okay, so you are tied up one and one. Okay. Okay, round three. Cockfighting or houndstooth? Uh, houndstooth would be related to the furniture. Actually, well, actually, no. I was going to say, because houndstooth is, because it's, it's a pattern. It's a pattern, yeah, but I did just furniture or furniture styles, oh. not pattern. So houndstooth is a sativa oh. strain, and cockfighting is a type of chair. A cockfighting chair. <laughs> that was honestly, I think that one That was the only reason yeah. why I was like, I'm going to pursue this, because I just want to find something that we can do with the cockfighting chair. This. Yeah, because at first I was like, um, you have given me a very difficult challenge here. <laughs> um, so, okay. The next is uh, Gainsborough or Pagoda. Oh, well, this is hard because... Um, they're sort of both. Yeah, they're sort of... They, they could both be both. Um, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say um, Pagoda is the pot strain. Yes, oh, you're right. <laughs> It okay, so you're sativa. you have three right and one wrong. You're doing great. <laughs> no. Oh wait, no. Two two. Oh, two and two. two, and two. Sorry, two two. I just was really. I, okay, yeah, two and two. You're still doing great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there is um, so Cromwellian or Phrygian Drew. Uh, Cromwellian would be furniture. Yes. Correct. All right, you're pulling ahead. This Yay, is great. Three and two. Okay. You are in the lead, so we can either, we usually go five rounds. We can go the extra two if you'd like, or you can take the win now. Okay. (laughs) Okay, ready? Round six is Kuvi or Chippendale? Chippendale's the furniture. Yes! Correct. Yay. Yeah, there's an indica strain. Nice. And And the name of a bar in the third ward when I lived in Milwaukee. I know. <laughs> R.I.P. I used to work at Nanakusa, um, the Japanese restaurant over there. We, my husband and I almost got um, engaged there, but I was such a nutball knowing that we, it was going to happen that day that he decided to pull the plug on proposing at dinner and um, proposed at like eight in the morning because I was like, you know, flying off, you know, bouncing around the house and acting like a crazy person. I love that. That's cool. <laughs> I gave my husband, I gave him rules on the proposal, and one of the rules was do not do it in public, because if you didn't get me a good ring, I will embarrass you by, like, being like, fine, but we're exchanging the ring. <laughs> I had no idea or input on mine, and mine, yeah. I was like, I, I oh, if I would have, though. I was eight months pregnant, and my, and it was, like, after he had run a race, so it was super sweet, but I was like, Cool, all these pictures from just really the waist up. <laughs> all right, last one. The last one, but so you won either way. Yes. And this one was like kind of a 
a toss up? Yes. So it is campaign or canadential? Campaign is the furniture. Oh my God. Dun, you dun, did dun. it. And canadential is definitely, I recognize both of them. Canadential <laughs> is definitely the weed strain. It's high in CBD, isn't it? Yes, it's a hybrid that is yeah. CBD, like our higher in CBD, I think. Yeah. It was one of the ones that I researched when I was trying to find a strain that would um, help with um, Parkinson's. Oh, good call. Good call. Well, you did fantastic. You got five right and two wrong. That's a great, that's amazing. You know so much about furniture and weed. Yes, I'm definitely going to have to look up this cockfighting chair, though. Oh, my gosh, please do. You should, like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, I, was like, I didn't even look it up because I was just like, I don't care. I just want to use it. So it could be, it could be really underwhelming. So I apologize for that. But. All right, Sharon, tell us like what's next. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can they buy your product? We are very happy to hear that your payment is solutions are currently yes. up and running. Um, yes. Tell us what's coming up. Any, any last things that are, you want our listeners to know? Um, well, we're gonna hopefully do a couple of fun collaborations with some other, um, some other fun brands for Father's Day. And we're gonna start looking for, um, or we're gonna start doing a couple of giveaways of our accessories coming up soon with some other, um, you know, fun brands and and people in the cannabis industry. So um, keep a lookout on our social media for that. We're pretty much, I think, everywhere we're at Forty Goods. Um, we're most um, most active on Instagram. And then um, you can find us at www.fortygoods.com, and that's where we um, that's where you can purchase furniture or accessories. Um, yeah, I think that's an important that's to note for those. I mean, we'll have all of the links to social and everything, but forty for all you listeners out there. F O R T I. Yes, F O R T I G O O D S. Perfect. Sharon, thanks so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being a part of the change, man. That's really awesome. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pop Moms Podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, Check out our Instagram at Pop Moms Podcast. If you feel like chatting, reach out to me via email, popmomspodcast at gmail.com, or sign up for our emails at www.potmomspodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we're excited for what's to come. Keep blazing, stay amazing. Bye. Mm, that's dope. Bye, Mom. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.